Last week, I was thankful for Tom Brady's retirement. Gave us a lot to talk about on the show. This week, Super Bowl week, don't need a lot of content to have fun on this show. And it's the NBA stealing the NFL's thunder. We generally don't see it work this way. The NFL steals thunder from every other sport out there. But on the brink of Super Bowl weekend, we get a blockbuster deal in the NBA ahead of the trade deadline. We're all over the breaking news of Kevin Durant traded to the Phoenix Suns. We've got Tony Gonzalez, the Hall of Fame tight end with us on Honorado and Company to preview Super Bowl 57. And Greg Gattuso breaks down his recruiting class coming in uh, to the new year with Albany football. A lot of trades in the NBA. Uh-huh. Dirty, difficult, done, performance industrial. We're loaded up and ready to go. is Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpen House. I nearly fell out of bed when I saw the news <laughs> early Thursday morning, the Woj bomb that Kevin Durant was being traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. It felt like something inevitable, right, that Durant would be traded by – but. But I didn't think before the deadline, I really thought they would try to piece together what they got from Dallas currently with Durant, maybe a small move here or there to give KD a little more support as they were the four seed when they traded Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks. So I just kind of thought they'll ride it out. It'll get ugly again in the offseason and they'll solve the problem then. But the breaking news here on Honorado and company is that Kevin Durant has been traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Sons, a blockbuster deal in return, Ash, to Brooklyn, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first-round picks. There's also a, a oh. pick swap in there, so it could yep. be kind of five first-round picks, if you will. But, whoa. Whoa. Whoa was right. I mean, I woke up at 1.30 when you were in the shower, and whenever I'm awake – I opened my phone and I saw a tweet from Woj that said there's a deal in the works. And that was an hour before. And I thought, well, it's probably done. So I click into his profile. I'm looking. I open the door to like yell to you. And you're like, I just saw it. (laughs) So and then, of course, you can't sleep because you're, you know, going through things and trying to see the details of everything. I mean, a total shift in the landscape in the NBA, because I think now the Suns have the West is much better. Kyrie goes to Dallas. KD goes to Phoenix. And the Suns, I believe, are the front runner in the West. Okay. That was a question I wrote down. Uh, Suns, the favorites out West, I Got wrote it. down. You've Got already it. answered I mean, they it They didn't here. have to give up Aiton. They didn't have to give up Booker. And they add Kevin Durant. It's, it's the best three-headed monster in the NBA right now. Good morning, Jay. He is a Suns fan. I didn't know that about Jason. Carol says she's a Suns fan, Suns too. fans coming from. Boy, okay. Um, and Sam is watching. Sam, man, we appreciate the love, as always, each and every single week. Um, th- this makes the NBA and the post, the impending postseason more fun now, mm-hmm. in my mind, because I didn't consider Brooklyn to be a fact. I would have liked to, Brooklyn to have kept Kyrie and KD, and I would have given them a chance mm-hmm. to come out of the East. But now the West feels, and I think the Lakers are better 
I think the Lakers, yeah. if Davis stays healthy, the, the addition of D'Angelo Russell, I think makes the Lakers better getting Russell Westbrook out of there. Again, the return for Brooklyn by trading one of the best players in all of basketball. I've got my thoughts on the Nets that I will reserve here for a second. I want to build off what you just said, that Phoenix is now the favorites out West. Denver is one. Memphis is two in the standing. Sacramento is three. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix is two games behind Sacramento. So are the Mavericks. So are the Clippers. The West feels crowded yep. and loaded at this point. Yep. You're really trusting that Paul Durant, Booker, Aiton is enough. Oh, why wouldn't it be enough? Well, it, it, it wasn't enough. Just rattle those names off. They're better than any other team. What other what other team has better than what you just named? You could take Chris Paul out of that equation, and they're still better. Yeah, I think if you just are holding me down to the top three on a roster, you're going to take Phoenix. But yeah. in terms of depth and what I feel the Suns gave up, mm-hmm. three and D is such an overused phrase in in basketball. But but Cam Johnson, good defensive player and no can doubt. shoot it. Mikel Bridges, a terrific defensive mm-hmm. player and can shoot it at forty percent from downtown yeah. as well. It f- feels like they've, they've given up a little bit here to just sure. take a big swing. And when we've seen other franchises, oh, by the way, the Nets, take a big swing by giving up multiple talents in the deal, it it hasn't worked. Now, this is different because yeah. Kyrie is not part of the equation. Correct. And he will tear down any franchise as yeah. we've seen. Um, but I... Look at well, you know. Look, we're doing the show. Everybody watching on TV, we're doing the the show on a Thursday morning before the trade deadline. Should Denver or Memphis make a substantial move at some point today, that can change uh-huh. our opinions of where Phoenix is. But yeah, I would say that the I would say that the most talented team in the West are they the most complete team? I don't know. I don't know. But is Denver or Memphis trade like who are they trading for? Unless they're trading for Kawhi Leonard or like Luka Don, you know what I mean? Like, there's no name left out there that is a Kevin Durant type name that will make either of those teams significantly better. They're they're both very good. I just think it's funny. Like, the Lakers make this trade and we're like, oh, good, the Lakers got better. They got rid of Westbrook. They did it, and then it's like, ha ha. Like, <laughs> the Suns go and do that and just you know take the shine off of the move in Dallas, which. Kyrie looked really good last night, but Luca's not on the floor, so he yep. needs to kind of be the the guy. Um, we'll see how that goes, but it, it, I always just think it's funny. I hate to even speculate because people will see this after the fact and they'll say, that didn't happen. Why are they even talking about it? But I will just say this. Zach Levine in Chicago, mm-hmm. where does he end up? If, if somebody out West is able to add him mm-hmm. and his ability to score the ball the way he does – that, that could change kind of the way we view maybe the Western Conference a, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, Ash, that leads me early on in the show. Early, let's do performance, it. Performance, industrial, dirty, difficult, done. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Shout out to our guy, Bill Miller. At Performance Industrial, who, by the way, is raising money ahead of the Super Bowl for Folds of Honor, a great organization that supports our military men and women and the families on top of that, um, by selling some Super Bowl squares. 
So they are they're they're big buy-ins, but they're big prizes as well. So check them out. It's a great fundraiser for Folds of Honor. My performance industrial dirty difficult done. I'm building Sam's off. Well, say it again. Sam's gonna steal it right here. Oh no, Sam. The Nets aren't done. The <laughs> Nets aren't done. Here's the deal with Brooklyn, okay? And Ash, you want to throw up Sam's comment? Go for it. Here's the deal with Brooklyn. Everybody is hyper-focused on the talent that is leaving the Nets. Harden, Irving, and Durant now, okay? But this team has reacquired some talent. Bridges and Johnson are not free agents after this year. I think... I think Cam might be a restricted free agent, but but the Nets hold rights beyond this year for those two guys. You bring Spencer Dinwiddie back yep. to a franchise where he really flourished earlier on. I really like Dorian Finney-Smith. I think the Mavericks are going to miss him. You talk three and D, I've got Johnson, Bridges, Finney-Smith. I've got guys with length who, who just play the right way. Yep. Now, in the NBA, you need superstars to win a title and to win playoff series even for that matter. So Brooklyn's not done in terms of what they're going to be next year or the year after that. They're done this year. Right. But this, if I'm a Nets fan, I am happy this morning. I'm viewing this as a very positive, sunny outlook because I've rid myself of Kyrie Irving's nonsense. And what does it say about Kevin Durant, who's so vehemently wanted to pair up with Kyrie. Bad judge of character, okay? So Durant's out. He was going to ask for a trade in the offseason anyway, and it was going to become ugly. Be proactive for once, Brooklyn. Sean Marks, Joe Sy, and they were. They said, you know what? It hasn't worked with Kevin Durant. It's not going to work with Kevin Durant. Can we get some first-round picks? Can we reacquire some talent? They did both of those things in this deal for Kevin Durant. If I'm a Nets fan... I am very optimistic about the future because I still think that Brooklyn is a desirable location for a superstar free agent. You just yeah. have to be a little more discretionary about who you choose to give big money to. Mm -hmm. They're not done. They're going to trade Jay Crowder. I don't, I don't expect them to get anything big in return, but they're going to have cap space and they're going to have some first round picks. And you couldn't say either of those things about this franchise three years ago. Yeah, I, the only thing I disagree with is that you said if if I was a Nets fan, I'd be happy this morning. I, I don't think Nets fans are there yet because two years ago, you had a big two and then a big three. And it was like, if you don't win a title or two or three, it's a bust. And yet again, it's turned into this monumental disaster. So yep. I think it's tough because this marks the end of said monumental disaster which means a new beginning. That's great. But it means it was uh, one of the biggest failures in the history of the NBA. Oh, there's no question. And I'm not denying that. And John makes a good point here. Remember, Brooklyn made that swing and they missed mm -hmm. with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, uh, uh, Jason Terry deal with Boston where they gave up a ton of first round mm -hmm. picks, five of them, I think. Um, but I think the disappointment, I, I would be relieved. I would be relieved yeah. that this, you knew it was a failed experiment. This year. So I would be relieved that that it's over, that the Nets have decided, okay, we're good. This isn't working. It hasn't worked. It's not going. 
mm-hmm. tool. Big news in the NBA this week as well, Ash. LeBron James, oh, by the way, he just happened right. to break the all-time scoring record, and yeah. it takes us 12 no minutes in the deal. show to get to that. But now LeBron James, nicknamed the king forever, takes the throne as the NBA's all-time leading scorer, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at 38 years old. The guy still can pretty much do whatever he wants on the floor. It's remarkable. Mm-hmm. And if the 38, 886 or whatever it was for Kareem, 887 for Kareem, seemed unbreakable 38 years ago, LeBron's got two, three more years left in right. him. This even is going to be got, a number that's unattainable. Even if he's got two subpar seasons he's still going to put a lot of distance between himself and that next person which is currently kareem um yeah the only person i kind of thought is like if you get somebody like a steph curry but the advantage is is that lebron started right out of high school you are going to get currently you're not going to get guys like steph played in college you're not going to get guys who have that two three four year advantage anymore unless they change the rule and another steph curry comes around but yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be unattainable unless we find a Steph Curry Jr. who leaves high school and goes right to college or goes right to the NBA. Does this do anything for you in the debate of LeBron versus MJ? Listen, I'm I've always I think I'm more pro LeBron than most people are. Um, and I've seen both of them play, but I've seen obviously more of LeBron's career in my, you know memorable lifetime than when I was young for a lot of MJ's career. Um, I always say that they're just such different players. They're hard to compare, but yeah, I, you have to say that it does something to add to his, to his kind of resume. Like he has scored the most points of anyone ever in this game and will score the most points of anyone ever in this game. Far beyond that. He's got four rings. I know the knock is he did it with different teams, but at this point, this will be the norm. It, it won't be, you're not going to find Michael Jordans. You're not going to find guys winning other than Steph guys winning four or five titles with one team anymore. You get a guy like KD who wins with the Warriors, tries to go to the Nets. Now he's going to go to Phoenix. So the knock like that to me just doesn't stick because he created that. And now everyone is doing it. That's just going to be kind of the norm. Jason says he might be team LeBron at this point. Yeah. All right. Before we hit the first commercial break in the show here, we're going 15 oh, by the minutes. Way. Without it. Oh, oh, they're going to play a big game on oh. Sunday. It's called the Super Bowl. It is still football season, believe it or not. And the Chiefs and the Eagles in one of the smallest Super Bowl spreads in history. Obviously, we're only talking about a one and a half point game here in Philly's favor. Kick at 630. Um, we'll make our pick six vodka pick later in the show. Greg Gattuso, Tony Gonzalez still to come here on Owen Co. Ash, give me a key to this game that you think might be a deciding factor? Yeah, I think the key for me is the Eagles' defensive line and their rush, their ability to rush the passer. They, regular season, we're talking, 17 Mm -hmm. games, had 70 sacks. It was number one in the NFL. The next closest team was the Kansas City Chiefs. They had 55 sacks. I mean, they beat the next closest team by 15 sacks. If you go from the Chiefs, 15 down, you get to the 17th next team. Like there are 16 more teams. It's unbelievable the ability that they were able to just be that much better than everyone else on that defensive line. I think Hassan Reddick should have been a defensive player of the year candidate. I think he's the best 
player on the field almost all the time when he's out there. Um, so I think he'll get to Mahomes, and I just don't know that Casey's line is good enough to hold up against a guy like that. So I'm going to pick the Eagles as much as it hurts my heart. I've also, you know, picked them all, picked against them all season long, but whatever. That hopefully that means they lose. <laughs> Rockman's on the Eagles. Carol says she is torn, but thinks but that the Eagles have the, the right formula. formula for what like needs it. to be done on Sunday. I wouldn't What's disagree with that. I think I th uh, my key my key is Jalen Hurts' containment. And, yeah. you know, part of me wanted to just pick the Philly secondary because nobody's talking about the Philly secondary, yeah. and obviously they can benefit from the pass rush that comes along. I I don't want to. I don't want to take exactly yours. I, I think ultimately it is the Eagles' pass rush that decides this game in one way yeah. or another. But I'm going to go with the Eagles' running game, and it's okay. it's Hurts and it's Sanders and it's yep. Boston, it's Scott, it's it's these guys that have the ability to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. We looked I up the over the other day it was fifty and a half. I would still go over fifty yeah. and a half is yeah. what I would do. Okay, let's take a break here. Greg Gattuso and Tony Gonzalez back-to-back -back on the show this week. Hang on, everyone. Back right after this on Owen Co. Sellers Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcellus is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Welcome back into Honorado and Company. I texted uh, the UAlbany head coach, Greg Gattuso. Hey, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about the Devils winning the Stanley Cup? And he said, that's probably going to be a short conversation. And I had a pretty good retort to that. I said, you're right. They will probably sweep every series. Oh, okay. Well, as a Penguins fan, I wouldn't expect him to play into your devil's no. nonsense. No, and I wouldn't expect anybody to. If you doubt the devils, I really don't blame you. They've no. certainly struggled. But but I did say, to, but seriously, Coach, we'd love to have you on ahead of the Super Bowl and to talk about the recruiting class you have coming in. It's 19 players, um, eight transfers, 11 freshmen. And so let's get on vacation. Yeah, somewhere way nicer than us. The coach is good enough to join us. Hey, Greg, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's good to see you. I don't see you around the neighborhood, so this is the best I can do sometimes. I know, right? We live like 10 minutes away from one another. Yeah, barely. I know, I know not even. Yeah. Well, let's I don't address know the devils. Let's just stop and okay, address go ahead. the devils. You know, you don't get that free start without a, a response. It's just, I've been listening to the Rangers and the Islanders okay. and now the devils, and, you know, they're all flashing the pants. When you go 16 years straight in the playoffs, and then come talk to me. About the devils all right let's get one for the devils and not and then we'll talk <laughs> i know it's been a while since they've won a cup they're good they? though they are good i'm not gonna lie they're good yeah yeah they're fun to watch for the first time in a long time yeah. all right coach um listen thanks for taking the time out here as as i know you're trying to get a little r and r um <laughs> but but you just brought in is 19 a big recruiting class um and just on the surface how do you feel about the guys you brought in 
yeah, you know, there's there's some partial guys in there and, and some developmental guys in there that we really think are going to do well. And we've had great success with a lot of local kids going through this path, and, and uh, they've been very good for us. Um, but, yeah, 19 is a, a big number. But, it's yeah. you know, you ha- and nowadays, I mean, you're losing kids. You know, we've lost some guys into the portal. We've lost some depth into the portal. You know, some kids that have walked on that can't quite make the field right now, and they want to go play football, and we encourage that. To, that if they come here and they give us a couple good years and they want to move on, we'll help them move on. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a good good class. I'm, I'm excited about it. I think we filled holes. But I think we added some talent, some high-end talent in the transfer portal. And, and just like last year, uh, I think we've managed it really well. I, I don't love the concept of the transfer portal, but I do like operating within it. Hmm, okay. Coach, when you talk about an offense that finished second in the league last year with Reese Poffenbarger, that's pretty impressive. I noticed a lot of depth, I guess, you've added on the O-line because obviously you lose some. But how do you feel about how that position will be protecting a guy that – obviously you feel like is your guy going forward. We feel good. We added a couple uh, older kids, you know, especially at the center position, losing Kobe Thomas. I think the biggest thing for us on the O-line is that's a very difficult position to go in the transfer portal and grab guys that can play. We believe it's more of a developmental position, and that's why we've taken a group of young, you know, we have two kid, uh, two tackles, one six six, one six seven, both very athletic. Um, we're excited about their development and how fast they develop is, you know, is going to be on – the coaching staff to get them ready to play to help as soon as possible. I'm not going to lie to you. The, the backdrop looks fake. Um, <laughs> it looks like a virtual backdrop where you are. It looks, looks pretty perfect. Awesome. Blue sky, beautiful hotel. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough here in Florida in February, you know, the 75, 80 degree weather. I don't know how they survived down here. It's, it's, um, you know, we were sitting on a deck, the first night we got here, it was 50 degrees and everybody was scattering inside. I was in a t-shirt and shorts. You're like, Colleen and I were, they, they had, a, it was closing around us to get us to leave. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a different, uh, it's a different world. It's easy to know who the Northerners are. I always say that like and people from the North there, it's like 50 degrees, your t-shirt shorts, people from the South, they, they run inside. Yeah. It's funny. We, we, um, there was a woman in a down coat next, next table to us. <laughs> so we, you know, we were, we kind of look silly sitting out there, but you know, when you get in Florida too, we're in Ocala, Florida right now at the equestrian hotel. And, uh, we, we, we stopped at a little shop and, and, uh, meet a guy who, who's from Pittsburgh. The waitress at the, uh, diner was from Binghamton. Um, the, the manager of the store we were in was from Middletown, New Come York. On. Um, and so the guy from Pittsburgh, we start talking and he ends up, he played basketball against my brother. He knows a bunch of, knows a bunch of people we know. Yeah, it just was wild when you when you get into these kind of uh, areas in Florida, it's it's a lot of transplants. Yeah. Wow. Um, hey, speaking of kind of just going back in time a little bit, it's a short trip. Uh, I bombarded Mike Turper the other day when I was back on the Ithaca College campus, and I said, "When you were at Pitt, was Gattuso? The- oh yeah, Gattuso." I said, "Oh, we've got to swap some stories about Coach Gattuso." So that's on our Saturday. That's on our summer Saratoga calendar when he comes up here we've got to get together i love turp you know i recruited him to pit and and uh, his father was a player was coach friends with coach wants that and my my only thing i can tell you about mike turper is he was he's insane but he's grown up nicely you know um he he i remember his first day on the kickoff team i grabbed him and i said don't do anything crazy because he was nuts at practice trying to earn a spot and don't do anything dumb just go down and make the tackle or do your job just calm down 
personal foul on a first college football play. He goes down and late hits somebody. So, yeah, I know Terp. I don't know what he told you. I'll have to talk to you about that in private. We had a not, few, uh, yeah, didn't get a ton out of him. It was it was a brief conversation, but we talked about how much we love our our great red hair. Okay, let me just quickly here on one more thing on the recruiting class because I think a lot of people are going to see whoa quarterback transfer from Auburn, and the guy on the depth chart at the top is the returning CAA offensive rookie of the year. Where does Trey Lindsey fit in for you guys? You know when when. Um, you know, Joey Crino and, and uh, Tyler Sikowski, you know, they felt that their best opportunity was to play, go somewhere and play. They wanted to play because it's hard, you know, when you have a, a young quarterback that's that talented. I get it. And, and um, you know, you know, we're excited. Joey's back playing lacrosse at Albany. He's a great person. Um, Tyler as well is, is with Tiger out and Robert Morris. But, you know, we, we that's a, it was scary because it's hard to bring a freshman in and have him as your backup, especially with the wild man running around the way he runs around. So, you know, Coach Ambrose did a great job. We, he met he met Trey in the uh, the transfer portal, and and uh, Trey Trey wants to make our team better. He's very serious about his education. We have a great grad program in business at Albany, uh, and he just you know he wanted to come in and he wants to compete. You know, he's not conceding, but he understands the challenge. And, and uh, his exact words to me were, "I he he asked me uh, how long I was going to continue to coach," and I said, "Well, let me ask you a serious question, like." You understand who's at the top of the, the depth chart. Yeah. It's pretty good. And he goes, I know. I just want to compete, make our team better. And he has. He, it's been. He's a great human being. Comes from a great family. And uh, his fiance was an Auburn cheerleader. She's awesome. We met her on the visit, and she'll be moving up here as well. So um, cool. we're excited about Trey. He's really all about winning and, and being a great teammate. If nothing else, he makes your uh, scout team a heck of a lot better, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he won't see scout team. He'll be. Uh, he'll. Be, he'll be up on. He'll be up with the with the guys. Few local guys coming in as well, Coach uh, from Gilderland, Shaker, and LaSalle. So I know the yeah. second two crew um, loves to see that. Uh, Ash, I'm going to let me pivot to the Super Bowl here. Um, your your pick, Coach. I mean, you you can't pick Philadelphia, right? Being a Pittsburgh guy. Uh, no, would <laughs> sacrilege. It would be. Uh, I, I feel bad because Stephen, my son-in-law, is a massive. Philadelphia Eagle fan yeah. makes my daughter wear oh, those horrible colors around town and and um but I'm a Mahomes fan I love Mahomes and I think Jalen Hurts a great player but I'm I'm a big mm -hmm. Mahomes fan and I you know I people always I always kind of Andy Reid's in the chubby coach category so that's a positive <laughs> too so there's there's all those things that that uh that I just am a Chiefs I am a little bit of a Chiefs fan because of Mahomes he just seems he seems like a good person and and uh, yeah. he's an incredible player. I was going to say, do that's you gravitate—that's that's your pick, the, the Chiefs. Sure. Um, do you gravitate, like, find yourself gravitating toward coaches because of the way that they run things, mm -hmm. offensively, defensively, whatever? Do you kind? Of, do you just kind of, you know, it just makes sense. You're a coach; you probably watch a game differently than Chris and I watch a game. Yeah, it's it's. I actually sometimes don't enjoy watching games because I'm mm -hmm. taking notes or. You know, I text Ambrose, hey, this is, you see that last play, you know, I like that one. And, you know, so it, it gets, um, it gets a little worky sometimes in it. So um, it is, it is, I don't watch a ton of NFL football, but I, you know, the playoffs, I get to see some. And um, I, I, you know, I, I just, I love the quarterbacks of today. I think this group of quarterbacks is so multi-talented and different and, and uh, it's just a great era for the quarterbacks and hope they can stay healthy. Because it's, um, you know, they're good ones. I mean, I think the kid down at Jacksonville is really good, too. And, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, I, unfortunately, the Bengals have, you know, I, 
Joe Burrows is excellent. And, um, there's just so many good ones. You could just go down the list. It's a great time for quarterbacks. And football is at its best when there's great quarterbacks. Um, all right, Coach, before I let you go and get back to your, your time away here, uh, best movie you've seen lately? You know, the menu was really good. I, I was uh, caught was off it? guard. Okay. It was, it's entertaining. It's different. You know, I, uh, the movies have really struggled a little bit since, since um, I call it the Thanos snap, the, the, the uh, COVID. You know, it just yeah. seems like you lost two years in there and somewhere. And, and um, But, yeah. The menu was good. Uh, I would I would highly recommend it. There's a bunch okay. of little things I've seen that are pretty decent, but uh, nothing's knocked my socks off lately. I'm waiting for that. What have we seen, Chris? Everything at home. Everything's been at home yeah. that we've I mean, seen. We saw that. Have you seen the Tender Bar, Coach? No. That's good. The tender Bar. Yeah, it's uh, Affleck. Ben Affleck. Um, it's, it's very good. Done. It's on Amazon. It's very good. You can watch it right at home. It's great. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. I think The Last of Us is a creepy, uh, interesting, you know, That's the new... that, that whole fungus thing is actually happens in, in nature. So it's it's kind of a, uh, a little creepier than zombies, you know, although yeah, I like I'm not zombies. Watching, but... I'm not watching that, but I've, I've thought maybe, you know what, I'm looking at the hotel behind you. Uh, did you watch The White Lotus? I No, I just can't figure out why it's good. When I figure that out, I'll watch it. Did you like it? I've never seen we it. We haven't watched oh, it. No. But we know a lot of people who love it. And I just said, I'm like, it feels a little weird. I'm not a big into like weird stuff. It feels a little weird for me. Yeah, I don't, it, I don't like to use the brain that much to figure stuff out. You know, <laughs> let's have a little action in the beginning. Get my attention. You know, all these shows, there's so many shows on, you know, uh, it's um, it, it's hard. Everybody watches different things. And, and uh, yeah. but there's some great ones. I mean, the I mean, I love the the. Uh, the boys, I think, is a classically, you, you know, insane, fun thing. And um, there's a lot of great series out there right now. Jack Ryan season three is in my queue. That's next for me. Very good. I watched that in about, it feels like 30 minutes. I'm a big, I, I love uh, Reacher and, and um, yeah, uh, Jack that. Ryan. I, I, re I read all the books, so I love to see yeah. the shows. You know, I like that kind of, uh, the terminal list was pretty good. You know, so we had Jack Carr had Jack on the show. Carr, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, that was good. I, you know, I, I liked it. I, um, what's his name? The 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 star of it, Frank. Chris Pratt. I like really like Chris Pratt, but he doesn't strike me as a special ops guy. <laughs> he just doesn't. <laughs> so I, I felt like he was he was good, but I thought they there could have been a little more badass. Can I say ass on there? Good badass. Oh yeah, guy. yeah. So um, I I do love Chris Pratt. Don't take it wrong, Chris. If you see this and you're upset, give me a call. We'll talk. Talk it out. Hug it well, out. The best part of this show and doing an interview with us is you don't have to turn the brain on at all. And it's, it's, that's what I love about you, Chris. That's one of my, Hey, Mandy Pantankin though is great. And, uh, he, he, the princess bride is, is, oh. he's spectacular in that. Top match. Yeah. We, great, great we went movie. to see him at Proctor's and he struck the pose on yeah. stage. It was very Did he fun. Really? Yeah. He's really funny. You know what I watch a lot of, to, to, to honestly, is I watch a lot of Columbo. I always love Columbo. I wish they'd do a remake of Columbo. Mark Ruffalo as Columbo is my pitch. Ooh. Somebody needs to do. Okay. Well, in retirement, get into Hollywood in a few years or whenever it is. You know, write a... This is, this is what I'm getting into in retirement, right? There you go. See that sky in February? That. <laughs> All right. Well, don't leave us too soon. Uh, no, Coach. I don't want to go too soon. Thank you, man. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Safe travels back when you do come back, and uh, we'll catch up over the summer, I know.
Awesome. It's great seeing you guys. Bye, Greg. Be yeah. good, buddy. The head coach, Greg Gattuso, with us here. On, I mean, what a what a shot. I'm, I'm kidding. Well, I'm, I'm like, it looks fake in the background. It looks beautiful. Because all we have are gray skies in upstate New York currently. Yeah, but that's a, it looks awesome. That's, that's pretty good. Okay. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on Honorado and Company. The Hall of Fame tight end, Tony Gonzalez, next on Owen Co. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Back on Honorado and Company, it's Chris and Ashley. Nice conversation with head coach Greg Tuso, who said this guy, our next guest, changed the way the tight end position is played. And he's absolutely right, Ash. No doubt. I mean, this is a guy who's at the top of everyone's list when you talk tight ends. Yeah, the athleticism, the ability to stretch the field and still block the way Tony Gonzalez did. He absolutely, there's a reason he's a record holder at that position yep. in the famous. NFL and a Hall of Famer as well. Let's bring him into the conversation. Tony Gonzalez with us here on Honorado and Company. Tony, it's Chris and Ashley. Thanks for doing the show, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, guys. How are you? We're, we're good as well. And we've got important stuff to talk with you about. I know the importance of heart health. Um, February is, of course, is such an important month for that. Uh, it is underscored even more so given all that we saw with Tamar Hamlin and the fast response of, of some on-field personnel. Um, this is, I, I, let me ask you this first. What was the most nervous moment you ever had as a player where you felt like maybe your heart was going to jump out of your chest? <laughs> you know what, Chris, that's a, that's actually a really good question. Yesterday, I heard a stat that when you're rooting for your home team, that your chances of a heart attack double. And so I was like, okay, wait a second. I know how that feels, but especially <laughs> being a player on the sideline. Uh, but I thought that stat was wild. But yeah, yeah I think, I think um, most of these moments, these exciting moments, this is why you want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, taking care of your heart. And that's why I love teaming up with, with Bayer aspirin for this campaign uh to help people just bring awareness you know you go to checkyourheartrisk.com you can take a quick survey see if you're either at you know low risk medium risk high risk and then come up with a plan to make sure that you're going to be around for your loved ones in the future Tony, 17 seasons in the NFL you missed only one game you're obviously a guy who not only took care of your heart but the rest of your body to allow you to be on the field all that time why is this cause so important to you well, um, I think my mother, 
and my grand my grandmother's 104 years old. She has heart issues. My mom has heart issues. My aunt has heart issues. So it runs in my family. So it hits close to home uh, with that. And by the way, they all take Bayer aspirin. I talked to my mom yesterday. She said she takes a Bayer aspirin in the morning and at night. And so does my grandma. And they've been doing that for years. Hmm. Uh, and like I said, 104 years old. I don't know if that's the reason, but she's still around uh, and, and, and still got it together too. Um, so yeah, it hits, it hits close to home for me. And maybe that's going to be something that that I have to deal with in the in the future. So anytime chance I get a uh, anytime I get a chance to be a part of something that can bring awareness to help people's health, uh, I want to be a part of it. How has your health or training changed, Tony, to make sure you keep the ticker going post playing career? You're still obviously I'm looking at you're in phenomenal shape. We see you on Thursday nights you're in phenomenal shape. How how do you how have you maintained that? At the exercise program, uh, I, I talk to people way smarter than me about how to how to stay healthy, nutrition, uh, stress levels, you know, the meditation, all that type of stuff, the holistic approach to being healthy. Tony, you mentioned the two times risk factor as a fan rooting for your own team. Chris and I don't have a team in this in this fight this weekend, <laughs> but you do. Do you find it stressful still now rooting for the Chiefs from the outside? Uh, you know, I, I I try to turn it off sometime and be like, okay, you know what? I haven't played for this team in such a long time. I'm not going to worry about it. I was watching the, the AFC championship game for them to get to this game. And I, I just can't. I get so involved. Next thing you know, I'm yelling. I'm screaming. I'm coming up off the off the couch. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's always going to be a part of me, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I was there for 12 years. And also Atlanta Falcons, same thing. So, yeah, I I, I can't help it, but I, I, I get really heavily involved emotionally when I'm watching the Chiefs. All right, before we circle back at the end of the segment to remind people where they can access this important information to stay heart healthy and conscious, uh, this one feels like a layup, but I, but I want to ask it to be respectful. Who has the edge at tight end in the Super Bowl, Kelsey or Goddard? Uh, okay, uh, you know what, two – fantastic tight ends but at Travis Kelsey he's been on fire the last three four years he's at the top of his game uh still getting up in age just like they used to say for me back oh he's getting <laughs> up in age but he's still he's still bringing it uh just like I felt like I was still bringing it uh he's still first team all pro he's he's the the, the guy he's the guy at that position and Dallas Gardner is not too far behind him he is starting to make a name for himself so two yeah. phenomenal tight ends playing in the Super Bowl Tony, we had a college football coach locally around here on the show before you, and he was the one who said that you changed the position because you weren't just a big guy who went out there and played tight end. You could play inside. You could play outside. You played more like a wide receiver. You could block. How has that position changed, even though since you've gotten out of football? Well, I, I don't know if it's changed because, you know, I was still playing when Gronk was coming in, yeah. when Travis Kelsey was coming in, playing those guys. Uh, but they've kind of picked that torch up. And with the with the rules and the way the NFL is just played, it's just different. I mean, they throw 45, 50 times a game now. We never did that back in my day. It's kind of like what Steph Curry has mm. done to the to the NBA. I think Patrick Mahomes has done that to the NFL, where it's just this wide open offense, it's like backyard football at times. And that's what makes the game more, even more exciting. So these tight ends and the defensive rules, they thank God they've changed the rules. You don't get the, you don't really get hit over the middle anymore. Uh, the defense can't hold you. So it's just fun to watch these offenses go. And these guys are taking advantage of it with their athleticism. Uh, it, that's why football is king in this country because it's so much fun to watch. 
don't you feel like tight ends today who are able to classify as a receiver under the franchise tag or they get paid receiver don't they owe you a cut (laughs) (laughs) don't get me started chris (laughs) (laughs) these guys i I look at at what they're able to do and i'm proud of them too and you know by the way the older guys when i came into the league and they saw what i was getting paid and like the stuff that that was happening (laughs) to me they were saying the same thing so i've now become that old guy looking at these young guys saying man if if only it was for me but I, i could be happy for these guys Tony, your post-playing career now, you're obviously, you have the time and probably more energy to throw into causes like a heart health campaign. Um, Where can people access more information? I know there are risk factors out there and you guys have a digital tool that they can use too, right? Yeah, I think the simplest thing, uh, and for sure, make sure you do this, especially all the men out there, uh, go to checkyourheartrisk.com because I know even me, sometimes you're like, "Ah, I don't want to, I don't have to, I'll just put it off. Don't put it off, just like in sports. Can't put it off. Can't can't wait to figure it out when you're in, when you're in the heat of the battle. The best time to prepare is now, and it's a, a quick five ten minute assessment uh, just to see where you're at, and then come up with a plan. We were just showing some of the images that Bear was kind enough to share with us of of fans in stressful stressed out moments. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I I am neither a Chiefs or an Eagles fan from growing up, so it'll be a stress free Sunday for me. But yep. uh, Tony, good luck to your Chiefs, man. This has been uh, an honor for us to get the opportunity to speak with a Hall of Famer like you, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, uh, Thank you for having me. Have a good one. The Albany Firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team invites you to join us on Saturday, February 18th for our Box Out Cancer Night, presented by the American Cancer Society. Come witness our epic showdown with the Las Vegas Desert Dogs at 7 p.m. at the MVP Arena in Albany. Get your tickets now at albanyfirewolves.com. Join the pack. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. That was fun. A little back-to-back segment with the head coach Greg Gattuso and the Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez uh, previewing Super Bowl 57. Ashley and I still have our Pick 6 Vodka NFL Pick'em to come. It'll be at the very end of the show where we make our predictions for the Super Bowl. Uh, You are making some of your predictions here already, though, as you watch. Sam says 27-24 on a Butker late field goal. We know some people who would be very happy about a late Butker field goal. All right, let's uh, jump into our weekly segment we do here called Follow the Pack, where we feature the Albany Firewolves each and every single week. And you just saw the commercial there. Big home game coming up on the 18th, Box Out Cancer. And Ash, you know, anytime we have an opportunity to do something for the American Cancer Society or the fight overall of, let me unmute you there. Yeah. Uh, or the overall fight against cancer, we jump in both feet. Uh, Terry Bradford works with the uh, Firewolves front office, and he's good enough to join up from the atrium. Nice, yeah, nice shot there, Terry. Arena, whoa, (laughs) okay, Uh, going next level. A lot of times we talk to a Firewolves guy, he's like at the at the office, or he's at home. I mean, technically, Terry's at work too. I was just gonna say, 
This is the office, but it's a very nice office that he has. Uh, Terry, thank you for doing the show, man. A big game coming up on the on the 18th. Give us a little bit of insight as to why it's important for this franchise to back the American Cancer Society and the fight overall. Yeah, it, it's obviously very important. It's something that touches everybody, uh, whether you've had cancer or not. Everyone knows someone who has had cancer. And one of the things that was super important when this ownership group uh, brought the team into the Albany market was giving back to the community as much as possible. A lot of that is sports-based and getting lacrosse into the hands of, of kids that can't usually afford to do it. But it's also doing things like this, um, things like Military Appreciation Night or a Box Out Cancer Night with an amazing organization such as the American Cancer Society. Um, we did it last year. It was a great uh, ceremony that we had. And uh, it'll be the same, uh, same type of thing this year. I'm glad that you two are a part of it as well. I was going to say, Chris, you were, you're making your big debut in front of Firewolves okay, yeah. fans. I'm around Firewolves fans all the time, but yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, and my microphone is going to be louder than yours. It won't, uh, it won't necessarily maybe reach as many people on the digital platforms, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm honored that, that Chris thought to even invite me down there for that game uh, to be on the field to recognize some of the cancer survivors in our community. It's, um, I'm beyond humbled to be part of that. Um, so thank you, Terry. Thank you, Chris, really if you're cool. watching. Uh, it, it'll, be, it'll be a fun night. Um, let's pack this place, right? Las Vegas, new yeah. franchise, first time. The Albany market will have seen this team. This is a great opportunity even beyond Box Out mm -hmm. Cancer Night for people to come see the Firewolves. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Las Vegas is an expansion team. It's going to be exciting to see them here for the first time um, in market. Um, they have a, a very fun ownership group as well with uh, Wayne Gretzky, Dustin Johnson, and Steve Nash. Um, so they have some firepower on and off the field. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, welcoming them to the Capital Region next weekend. And Terry, this is kind of unique. I, I had mentioned this to Chris, but Sean Williams, who is Las Vegas's head coach, has a very strong connection to cancer. He lost a young son to cancer, Tucker. I know every team he's been a part of does something like this. So I just think it's really cool. And I don't know if this was pre-planned, but extra special to have them as the visiting team on a night when you're focusing so much on a disease that so closely affects that group. Yeah, exactly. They, they do a, a great job out in Buffalo for uh, Tucker out lymphoma night. Um, and this, uh, admittedly, this was uh, Las Vegas just happened to be playing uh, this game. Um, yeah. It's a great tie-in. Uh, it, it, it's, it's good for us that uh, they'll be in town for, uh, for a night like this. Um, so it'll hit, hit close to home, um, literally and figuratively, for the home team and for the away team. All right, Terry, whether it's a, a group sale buy or people just want to get a couple of tickets uh, for their family, what's the best way to do that for the 18th? Yeah, that's way to do it. Um, if you go to albanyfirewolves.com slash box out, um, that will take you to a ticket page that uh, will help the American Cancer Society as well. Tickets on that page are $20 and $5 will go back to the American Cancer uh, Society for every, uh, every ticket that gets purchased. Awesome. Albanyfirewolves.com slash box out uh, money that you put towards your ticket going to ACS here locally. Absolutely love that. Terry, thanks for taking the time here, man. Uh, we'll let you get back to work a little bit. Um, and I'm excited to see everybody down at MVP Arena on uh, on Saturday night, February 18th, Vegas against Albany on Box Out Cancer Night. Terry, thank you, man. Sounds good. Thanks, thanks Ashley. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Terry. Terry Bradford of the Albany Firewolves here on Honorado and Company. Uh, that's fun. Yeah, look, I, you know. It's going to be awesome. Canada, I've only been to one Firewolves game. Bad on right. me. Um, but I've I've never been part of any kind of, you know, ceremony like this. That'll so be awesome. 
that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah uh, picks cool. are coming in here. If you've got them, people, and you're seeing this, our guy Brian Mariano, th- this is this score surprises me. Mm-hmm. Not so much the outcome. Uh, but 30 17, a two possession victory for yeah. Kansas City. No chance that the Chiefs hold the Eagles to 17. Ooh, to 17. I, and, and I think we had, had said this on another podcast yesterday. For me in particular, I think if it's a two possession game or more, it's it's Philly all the way. I don't see that going so far the Chiefs way. That that's just for me, but I can appreciate yeah. I, I love a good opinion. I love a no good doubt. debate. Absolutely. Yeah, let's be different a little bit. I'm we're yep. we're good with that. All right, let's take a quick time out here when we come back. That pick six vodka NFL pick them to cap off the year. It'll be the last one we do this football season, obviously, with the Super Bowl. It's a big one. We're back in 30 seconds. Get a head start on summer fun with Alpenhouse RV. It's our preseason sales event going on now. Come in today to shop America's top brands like Forest River, Coachman, Keystone, and Grand Design. Right now, get this Coachman Catalina for only $3.06 a month or this Primetime Tracer for only $2.52 a month. Our knowledgeable outfitters are here to help you find the perfect RV for your family. Shop online anytime at alpenhouserv.com. Buy with confidence at Alpenhouse RV your total camping outfitter. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. We were all over the Kevin Durant trade uh, earlier in the show. If you're joining us on social media late, uh, wait for this to be over and then go back and watch it. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and uh, we'll give you our opinions on that Kevin Durant trade to Phoenix. Ash says Suns, the favorites to win it all or so, just to win the West? Uh, to win it all. To win it all. Okay. Uh, before we get to our pick six vodka NFL pick, I'm a little more business on the show. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Presented by Performance Industrial. All right, Ash, uh, I tweeted that I was very excited to watch this game on Sunday. It was the first Sunday without real football. They played flag football. But we Mm -hmm. got South Carolina at UConn. I was fired up to watch it. I watched it start to finish pretty much. And it was a very good game, too. UConn covered, and my my FanDuel account thanks you. How did you feel about the defensive effort of South Carolina against UConn? Was it anything out of the norm? Did you seem to see? Um, no. No. Okay. Well, Gino Oriama had a problem with it and made it very clear that he had a problem with it, specifically the defensive effort on Lou Lopez Seneca, who amazingly played for Fairfield last year and is now playing for UConn. That step to me is unbelievable. She's one of the best players that played in the MAC the last few years. Says they were too physical. They were mean to her. They roughed her up. She's got bruises all over the place. Complained about it, threw a water bottle on the floor, he got did. teed up because he was so. It was, and it was a very untimely technical. That was yeah. a really bad yeah, A job. big moment. Yeah. And then complained about the refs afterwards. Mm-hmm. Dawn Staley has fired back on a radio show Tuesday, has made it very clear how unhappy she is with not only what Gino said, but kind of what he insinuated with it. And one of my favorite quotes, and she says, quote, when we were getting our heads beaten by UConn all those years, I said nothing. <laughs> and now she's basically telling Gino to shut up. She's like, we are finally beating you and you don't like losing. I get it. But stop blaming it on 
he was calling that it's not basketball anymore. I don't know what it is, but it's not basketball. She said, if you look at our players, they're all bruised up too. You play on a hard court, you get pushed around, you fall, you hurt your knees, you hurt your elbows, everybody gets bruised. Gino, stop complaining. Dawn Staley's done with you, and you know what? I'm getting done with you too. It, it's like Gino and Bayheim are a little bit on the same track in terms of their curmudgeon-y old complaining in the postgame. Enough. And Coach K was getting there a little bit too before yeah. he did walk away from Duke. I'll throw a difficult in here and dirty difficult on. It's more difficult to be the top dog who then is taken down a tier than sure. it is to be yeah. at the bottom and climbing your way up. We it's it's it. nobody likes to lose, you know. We get to it. accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's your performance industrial dirty I love difficult. Don. Done. We've got a few minutes left here on the show and really the most important business of the week. And now your weekly NFL Pick'em presented by Pick 6 Vodka. Time for the most embarrassing part of the week as well, and that's when we share our records with you. Here we are. This includes the playoffs. Ash is one game over 500, so the good news here with just one game to go, Ash, you cannot finish below 500. That's, that's true. Nice. You know what? I, I wouldn't even mind an, an even 500 finish. If I lose this game, no big deal. Yeah. And I am one back behind Ashley. Uh, we're both one and one on Championship Sunday. We both took the Bengals to win at Arrowhead. True? Yes. True. Yeah. Okay. So we were right on Philly, and we were wrong on Kansas City. But that's a look at the, uh, the season so far. Let's get to our picks. The NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. Whoa. Chiefs, Eagles. We are both on Philadelphia. And we both like the over. We both like the cover as well. So give us the over, which was 50 and a half. Give us Philly to cover. And the Eagles win their second Super Bowl in a handful of years. I wow. mean, apparently I'm taking 60 and a half here. <laughs> that's that's a lot of scoring. Yeah, I mean, scoring. I know. I know it's a lot of scoring. Yeah. But um, for every time up and down the every time up and down the field. Yeah, I think you seem to think that even if there were defensive scores, it wouldn't surprise you in this game, right. or at least defensive big defensive scores. plays that set up close short scores. field. Yep, short field defensive or offensive scores, defense turning into offense, that type of thing. Yeah, I, I had to be different um, a little bit, and I wanted to go higher than lower. I don't think it's going to be a 17-14 game, but I've been wrong before. Yeah, so Nick says 26-22. He likes the under. Uh, props game. John Conlon for all this going on. That all season long. killer, yep. John Conlon. Our graphics guy, John, all season long here. Um, and then he really, he really raises his game for Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, that's it. It's true. 35-31, you said, it's like right? Like the Michigan TCU game we saw. 35-31. Yeah, no doubt. Um, look, we both think it's going to be a very good competitive game. I did say it on a on a podcast that isn't ours earlier in the week that if it if it gets a little out of hand, it feels like Philly to yeah. me. That the that the defense just dictates the Freaks way this it. game goes and that it becomes like 
31-17 Eagles, 34-21 Eagles, something like that. Um, I am rooting for Kansas City. Me too. But I, my head tells me Philadelphia. They've been the best team in football all year. I'm, this is getting broken record for me, I know. That's but okay. they lost one game when Jalen Hurts is healthy. And it was a throwaway for me on Monday night against Washington. They've been the best team all season. I'm not going to stop believing it now because it's the biggest game of the year. And it's because against a guy like Patrick Mahomes. I've seen Mahomes lose the Super Bowl before. Yep. I've seen him lose big games before. It's the first time in his life that he's been an underdog in an NFL playoff game. And only by that, a point and a half. That says something about how good Philadelphia is. Yeah. But only by a point and a half. Or, I, I mean, nobody like nobody's going to be surprised if the Chiefs win, right? I, no. It, it's just, it's one of those games, like, it's not, you're both in the Super Bowl, obviously. Nobody's surprised, I don't think, too often at this point, unless you're down 28 to 3 and then you lose the game. Surprise. Uh, but yeah, nobody's surprised if the Chiefs win this game. But you're right. The, the Eagles have been the best team in the NFL all season long when Jalen Hurts is at quarterback. And guess what? Jalen Hurts is playing quarterback on Sunday. Carol's torn. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, now, Carol, that's the best part. You win either way. You lose either way, but you win either way. You yeah, like you both teams, you win either way. You can't get to this big of a game and root for both teams. Mike says, we'll buy a bunch. Buy a, first of all, Eagles in the profile picture, yeah. really buy a bunch. I mean, if if he didn't say that, it wouldn't be on brand enough for him. Right. But right. I appreciate you you chiming in anyway. And J-Man likes Miles Sanders anytime TD with the over. Okay. I think I like Sanders too. I, yeah. I feel like you bet Hurts to run one in at some point as well. But the run, the run game and the D-line. all over the yard too. Run game and the D-line going to be huge in this game, have to be. Uh, quickly, hmm. Super Bowl memory. Every time this year, every time the year this rolls around, what what do you think about first or maybe most prominently? Yeah, my favorite Super Bowl memory is the helmet catch. Second to none. I was wearing a David Tyree jersey, sitting at Syracuse my senior year, watching that game. I got Tyree's jersey only because he graduated from Syracuse, not because I loved him all that much or whatever. But yep. then he goes out and makes arguably the greatest play in the history of the Super Bowl, and the Giants win. I'm good. Like, I'm pretty much set for life on that one. Yeah, that one's not bad. For me, it's when Favre ripped off the helmet, and he's running around in New Orleans yeah, after yeah. he threw that long touchdown pass early on in the game. Then, of course, the Desmond Howard kickoff return for a touchdown. All right, we're both on the Eagles, Ash. Have a great Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Enjoy the game.